Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Eroding beaches on Chicago's lakefront, warmer winters in the upper Midwest, microplastics in our water. What can any one person do? Our best hope for saving the planet and ourselves is through... The Power of We. Get to the ninth annual One Earth Film Festival, the Midwest premier environmental film festival, March 6th through the 15th. 26 films, 48 events, four counties. Engage with filmmakers and experts. Venues include Tesla Gold Coast, Patagonia Chicago, Loyola University, Plant Chicago, Old St. Patrick's Church, Chicago Cultural Center, Lake Theater and Oak Park, and more. Go to OneEarthFilmFest.org. That's OneEarthFilmFest.org. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles. Uh, No gators yet, though. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader. Free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. All right, hour number two of your Ben Jarofsky show is just moments away. But before we get into that, yeah, we need to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring our program, but we also need to talk about, I think it's going to be a weekly segment here when uh, Monroe Anderson visits our studio, Ben. It's called Monroe's Hat. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't think of anything better. (laughs) Monroe, could you please describe, tell us about your hat uh, here. If you're watching on the live stream and the video's working, go ahead, Monroe, tell everybody about your hat. This is a black stingy brim. What was that again? A black stingy brim. Ah. Small, small, small brim. Um, Some people would wear it with the brim down. Yeah, all right. Right, right, exactly. Humphrey Bogart look there. Exactly. But Uh, I, I I just tried. This is this is on my Facebook face. Facebook page. The hat? My I'm picture. Yeah, I'm wearing those, it. Yeah. Where did you get it? Give a plug um, to the place you right, got it. It's um, a hat store on Roosevelt Road. Okay. I, I yeah. figured it was Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forget the name of it the place. It is a cool hat. And uh, Monroe, a lot of times, wears uh, that cap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, usually cool I wear it. Oh, it's yeah. that hat place right before the highway, right? Yeah. Okay, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Guy never fails to amaze me, Billy Branch. <laughs> How did he know that? Yeah. I just walked by it a few well, times. Well, so yeah, hat plugs, they, 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 I, got, right. I, got, I got a plug Optimo. Oh, okay. Man. Go that ahead. That's my main man, Graham. Thompson, man, he makes well, bad, bad hats. Oh, he, yeah, he does the custom he, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got about 20-something Optimos. Ben, where do, you, where do you get your hats at? I get my hats at, uh, what's the name? Liz. Liz. I used to have a bull's hat. Uh, I, I, I don't have enough bull's hats, Billy. I got about 2,000 of them. Really? I uh, love the, my beloved Chicago Bulls. All right, they then. just break my heart every year, but I stay yeah. loyal. Uh, and wait, as long as we're giving plugs, Billy mm-hmm. Branch, tell yes. people where uh, you'll be playing this weekend. Okay, this weekend, Billy Branch and the Sons of Blues at Kingston Mines. Hell yeah. Uh, what is the address? I think it's 2548 North Halsted. Mm-hmm. Showtime's 1030, 1230, and 230 a.m. We do three sets. And if you tell... Yeah, they Billy, go all night. They it's go amazing. all night. Yeah, right. Uh, if you tell Billy Branch that you heard him on the show, he'll take requests. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> <He'll>, <laughs> I just threw that out there. He didn't agree to that. He goes, I didn't agree to that. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, we might even uh, get a, a complimentary CD or something to somebody says they heard us on the Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I did definitely did not go that far. Dennis always gives me a hard time, Billy, like when uh, he reads some comments that our listeners make on Facebook that are funny. I always go, we got a blue Mustang. 
we're going to send you in the mail a blue Mustang. Oh, we do not give away blue Mustangs. So. Yeah, how um, would we give away a car? All right. Hour number two of your Ben Jarofsky show is just moments away. But before we get into that, let's thank these unions. The International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, not Aerosmith. Local 126 and District 8 are sponsors. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9. The International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. And, of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show, hour number two as well, is brought to you by our good friends, at the Chicago Federation of Labor, hour number two, let's go. It is Wednesday, February 19th, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is The Bendrovsky Show. this hour of the program we still got monroe anderson in studio with a lovely hat billy branch still in studio and we welcome back committeeman peter jenko and mystery guest and now your host chicago reader columnist benny j ben jarofsky billy branch and monroe anderson are definitely in the studio and monroe has uh, is the king of the hats Maybe uh, next time Billy Branch comes to the show, he could try to up Monroe with the hat, yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to have a hat off. Right now, I don't have that many hats. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a custom made. Yeah. Oh, oh, kind of off the rack. The, remember last week you were here uh, and uh, Henry Davis was in the studio with his dad? His yeah. dad had a great hat. Did right. you notice yeah, that Yeah, that hat? was a big apple. It was a big apple. Oh, my God, I love that hat. I was like... But I'm stuck with my bull's hat. All right, Billy Branch, yes, Monroe sir. Anderson. Let's focus. D, you got an update before I go over this? Absolutely, I do. Uh, you know, we got all things Blago today, but we can't forget about that budget address. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. From our Illinois Governor, J.B. Pritzker. We're going to go ahead and play more audio here. Let's see here. Governor Pritzker says adult use cannabis. By the way, guys, if you're having trouble with the video, I'm trying to fix that. But if you miss anything and or audio or anything, please remember, you can download these shows. All right. Chicago Sun Times and Chicago Reader websites. I was told to, quote, jiggle the cord if the uh, video went out. <laughs> I see. Lovely operation. High tech here. operation. Jiggle oh, the cord. Boy. There we go. All right. I That's think kind I, of how I fi- fix things in my house. I jiggle the cord. I think I got it there. All right. So it says here, Governor Pritzker says adult use cannabis sales will generate at least $46 million in the coming fiscal year. Smoke them if you got them. With a successful first month of sales under our belt, I can conservatively project that adult use cannabis sales will generate at least $46 million in revenue for our general fund in the coming fiscal year, of which $10 million will go directly to pay down our bill backlog. $46 million, you know... Uh, in the total scheme of things, not a lot. I know that sounds weird. Well, I, I would love forty-six million dollars. Yeah, well, see, he, did, uh, he didn't factor in. He didn't mention it. Was it the teenage sales? Oh, right. That was just adult sales. Right. That was adult sales. Uh, those are the guys who are coming up to you when you're walking down the street. Hey, man, could you uh, just go in and buy a joint for me? Right, yeah. right. Remember the old days it was liquor, right, right. and now they're like, Hey, right. man, uh, yeah. uh, right, right. did you guys ever do that? It's true confession time. Billy what? Branch. Mm-hmm. The 18-year-old Billy Branch. Yes. Or 17-year-old okay. Billy Branch uh, in Los Angeles. Did you ever go up to somebody in the sidewalk and go, excuse me, sir, uh, <laughs> could you buy me a, some Not, uh, not in L.A., but when I came to Chicago, man, we had a thing, man. We had, we had, we had a system. And uh, at U of I... You know, there was Maxwell Street, you know, where the first blues players used to play over there. But there was a liquor store you could go and buy underage. (laughs) And and one of our buddies, we would time him, and he said, I'll be back in 10 minutes. It was like a two-mile round-trip run, and he'd be back 10 minutes with a gallon of Richard's Wild Irish Road. You guys were drinking the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I, I, I grew up in Gary. So I had a fake ID that worked mm-hmm. starting when I was 16. <laughs> Those scary oh, boys. And, and yeah. I looked like I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nobody cared. As long as you showed them an ID. And it was a very, it was a very convincing ID, but it was enough of one where I would flash it. and, and no, Nobody could believe it. Uh, Billy, I've known Monroe for years. The guy mm. always looks like he's 20 years younger than yeah. I knew in the 80s. You should yeah. see him in the 80s. He looks like he was well, 10. He knew me in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, by the way, did you ever see the movie Superbad? 
Uh, it's a movie. Uh, who are the characters? I look at D. He knows them. Uh, Michael Cera uh, and Jonah Hill. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. But they come up with a, a fake ID. Calls his name is McLovin. It was like anyway. I just love yeah. the movie McLovin. Uh, so all right, let's get back to business here. Uh, get uh, stop talking about fake IDs and start talking about politics. Mm. Monroe, you teased it. it. You were pretty funny when you did it. Uh, Michael Bloomberg's in the race, and for the longest time, we've been talking about. Uh, the allegiance that black voters have had uh, to Joe Biden in the polls consistently by virtue of the fact that he was Barack Obama's wingman and it's a sign of appreciation for the the loyalty he showed Barack Obama. Now there's a, a new man in the race. Bloomberg is throwing money around like it's confetti and suddenly like, see you later. Okay. <laughs> uh, politics is a nasty business, Billy Branch. See you later. Now I'm going with the new guy. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. well, also because Biden is not looking like like he's going to be there much longer. Yeah, so, no, it's, you know, so, it's kind of a weak campaign. Right, why, why waste your love? <laughs> uh, so what do you think about this, Monroe? How deep is the, the love? Uh, well, just not, not just black voters, but Democratic voters in general uh, for Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> he's buying it. You know, right now, I think they really, and I'm going to be serious about this. I think that people believe that Bloomberg could beat Trump. And that's the main focus for everybody, is who can actually beat Trump. Um, there's the, the Democratic um, stalwarts, mm -hmm. the powers that be, are scared to death of Bernie. Mm -hmm. Because they see 1972 in, in, in November. If, if you re yeah. 1972. Yeah, okay. What happened in 1972 was that McGovern Mm -hmm. One, it got mm -hmm. became the nominee, mm -hmm. and at the convention, the liberals and the progressives were dancing in the aisles. Mm -hmm. They were so excited about it. Um, come election day, mm -hmm. you got you got they, Yeah, we we uh, he lost forty nine states. Name the two uh, entities that went with George McGovern. Go. D.C. Very good. That's the one. And Minneapolis. He didn't win his home state? No, he did not. His home state was South Dakota, South and he South did Dakota. not win yeah, South right. Dakota. What? For 10 I, trivia points and a blue Mustang. Named okay. Dusty, that went for, you don't remember? No. That's because all that reefer he was smoking in the 70s <laughs> yeah, yeah, caught up with a Billy Branch. Right. The state of Massachusetts oh, went yeah. for George McGovern in 1972. Yeah, that's right. And 72 was a long time ago. Long time ago. For but, me. It was longer for me than it was for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you were smoking more marijuana back then. Uh, but there were bumper stickers that would, and back in those days that people had that said, don't blame me, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember the bumper stickers. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned it, yeah. yes. Uh, so, all right. Uh, so, so anyway, mm -hmm. that's the fear, and 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 the other with Bernie winning, and the other thing, even more than let's say he wins by a whisker, like like Trump did four years ago, mm -hmm. Bernie wins by that. How is he going to govern if the Republicans jammed up Obama, who had an actual consensus going on? Uh, Bernie, Bernie doesn't have that, and his, his programs are much more um, revolutionary, his word, than, than Obama's was. He's, he's, he would be like Jane Byrne when she first got to the city hall. All right, I have so many responses in my mind, but I'm yeah, going to allow Billy Branch. I know you're I know you a bro. I know. I, 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 I am, <laughs> Bernie's my number one guy, uh, Billy Branch, mm. of, of the candidates right now. So uh, just get your thoughts about what Monroe said. Well, uh, I'm I'm rooting for Bernie as well, but I know he's got that stigma, and uh, you know that label Democratic Socialists. Uh, people, it, uh, it's not a label; it's what he calls himself. Well, he is But I'm yeah. saying, yeah, uh, and people are terrified. You know, number one, they don't understand socialism, and they equate it with communism. So it's vilified, uh, you know, he's got that stigma. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm in total support of what he's, uh, his platform. I'm all for it. I think uh, he makes sense. I, I, I believe he'll actually be able to follow through with his agenda if he does get elected. But I understand 
the challenge because he's stigmatized and and like you say the old uh, the old guard they're scared to death mm -hmm. because which is why in in the last uh, you know when they when they get you know they gave it to Hillary and and bypassed Bernie when he actually was the legitimate uh, contender mm -hmm. and so. But as far as Bloomberg, you know, now it's surfacing all, he's going to engage in the debate. So, so the scrutiny is going to. That's tonight, yep. Yep, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, you know, the stuff's going to hit the fan because. He's going to have a target on his back. Yeah, and his I mean, not to mention the, the stop and frisk, but now the misogynistic thing, that, that's all coming to a head. So we'll see what, how that plays out. Our next guest, Peter Jenko, total Bernie uh, supporter. So we're going to hit the Bernie side of the story, folks. You know, all our, our Bernie listeners out there are up, upset by what Monroe said. But I have to say this, Monroe, I'm old enough to remember 72. Right. All right. right. I was a big supporter as a very young Benny Jarofsky, huge fan of George McGovern. I stayed up late to hear his Same speech. here. Okay. So I knew what went down in 72. And by the way, there was a floor flat fight in 72 between factions of the Democratic Party here in Chicago. This is ancient history, but I remember it. Jesse Jackson, a tag team with a, a former alderman named Billy Singer. And they ended up uh, forcing Mayor Richard J. Daley uh, to break to leave the convention they basically yeah. for, forced him to leave the convention there were quote-unquote reforms in which the the uh, democrats were trying to ensure that daly had a certain number of black uh, representatives and hispanic representatives in his delegation so these are these are ancient fights in the democratic party and i remember it right uh when daly left and some of the democratic committeemen in the city of chicago billy branch went and supported nixon that's how alienated the party was so i as an old guy i am very well aware that a fight uh, in the Democratic primaries that uh, that uh, bleeds over into the convention can spell gloom and doom for the Democratic Party. Understand that. Two things. One, millennials don't know. This is ancient history to them. They don't know That's this. This is just two right. old people in a studio no, talking we, about no, this. No, but we were, we were the millennials back then. That's the point I Okay, made. and then... Not, not, no, actually, today's millennials are not turned off by the word socialism at all. Yes, exactly. Right. So, uh, like your but, kids, for instance, they don't yeah, buy but, into it the way the you do. But the millennials don't. No, no I, I don't have a problem with socialism. In fact, when I fight with my um, right-wing friends on Facebook, I point out to them that the 10 happiest countries in the world are all socialists. Yeah. Well, Because uh, they always refer to Venezuela. Yeah, I know. know. Yeah, right. And, and I say, and, you know, well, the, the 10 happiest countries. And I, aren't our representatives benefiting from a socialistic uh, uh, policies? I mean, come on, man. They've got, they've got lifetime free health care for all themselves, all their families. You know, this is something that I think really needs to be hammered, Ben, is that these guys, our so-called representatives, are able to vote themselves raises, but yet deny an average working man's right to, to make over $10 or $15, $15 an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say it's not in the budget, but yet every few years, they vote themselves raises. They have there's there's a, a laundry list of benefits that they enjoy that are not accessible to the general mm -hmm. public. Yeah, and, and and so they're in effect enjoying the uh, the benefits yes, of socialism. Absolutely, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I, I'm not arguing against any of the policies. I love them all. I'm arguing in terms of reality. And that's mm. and 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 that's the problem we have is is that um, um, uh, Americans as uh, make very poor socialists because in Europe, for example, they they um, they think of um, their job as just something they have to do and they do it and that's it. Here in this country, your job is your identity. Um, you know, that's, that's your status. Um, Americans, the, the Europeans, as a general rule, work nine to five or whatever, and they're done with it. We work 
beyond the time we're supposed to. We don't take vacations in some mm-hmm. instances. It's a different mentality. Yeah, but I, I'm more in the Billy's camp mm-hmm. because I believe it's almost a, a case of how you label things. Mm-hmm. I believe Americans have bought into socialism, in a quotes. They like socialism programs. They love Social Security. They love Medicare. Uh, when, whenever uh, they, li- uh, when, they, 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 they now love Obamacare. Yeah, they love Obamacare. Yeah. They love it when, go- when their taxes, they could see evidence that their taxes are being spent on their behalf. Right. Okay? So Americans, they, they may say they don't like socialism, but in fact... Anything that they benefit from is basically a socialistic yeah, except program. They don't know but, this. They but don't know basically, this. it's not understood. Right. And like I say, it's got the, you know, the, the Trump, uh, they're already spinning Bernie as he's a communist. Right. And, and the general perception, because it's not widely understood, they're equating socialism with communism. Yeah. And, you know, that's... By the way, this is one of my pet peeves. I was ranting about this last week. I wrote about it in the reader. Chris Matthews uh, for uh, MSN. Do we we have that bit? I guess we could could pull it up. I mean, he went on this. This is the liberal station, Billy Branch. This is the liberal station. Chris isn't that liberal. Well, whatever, he's got access to the liberal station. And nobody said anything. You got it, D? I'm I'm pulling pulling it up. up. He went on this rant. To your point. Uh, I wish our next guest could hear this. I'd love to get Peter Jenko's thoughts on this one. I'm sure they heard. Oh, they've heard. (laughs) Jenko, man, he's a political junkie, you know? Uh, He went on this rant. I was on the the night of the New Hampshire primary about communism. And he was essentially saying, to your point, that Bernie Sanders... you got it? All right, D's coming. I, I have my own views of the word socialist, and I'll be glad to tell them, share them with you in private. And they go back to uh, the early 1950s. I have an attitude about them. I remember the Cold War. I have an attitude towards Castro. I believe if Castro and the, and the, and the Reds had won the Cold War, there would have been executions in Central Park, and I might have been one of the ones getting executed. And certain other people would be there cheering, okay? So I have a problem with people who took the other side. I don't know who Bernie, Bernie supports over these years. I don't know what he means by social. One week it's Denmark. We're going to be like Denmark. Okay, that's harmless. That's, a, that's basically a capitalist country with a lot of good social welfare programs. Denmark is harmless. It's pretty clearly in the Denmark is category. He? Yeah. Are you sure? How do you know? Did he tell you that? Well, I mean, that's what he says and that's what his agenda calls for, right? Yeah, yeah, He's not uh, calling yeah, for well, anything. Let's see. Let's, see. let's figure that one out. A, well, we haven't seen a, a campaign yet where video of him praising the other version right. which is and, Castro and has been used, well, but that's it a, will be used. That's a question of how, seen how that plays. of how tangible, what, what the effect that has. In well, what does he think of Castro? That's a great question. What did you think of Fidel Ismo? We all thought he was great when he first, I thought he was cheering like mad for him okay. when he first went in. And then he became a communist and started shooting okay. every one of his enemies. Okay, hold, so, hold, hold, those, thoughts on the Cuban, hold those thoughts He's on the Cuban revolution. I have to go back to the spin room and Democratic presidential candidate. Oh, they weren't in the spin room. No, they weren't. Billy, that is on the liberal station. Wow. That's that's the liberal station. Except, that man except, is equating. Except Chris is an is an old um, Philadelphian, basically. He's from yeah. Boston, uh, and he's supposedly a Democrat. No, what uh, Democrat? No, he's from, from Boston. He's from Philadelphia. Or Philadelphia. He worked for Tip O'Neill. But yeah. my point is, mm. is that is straight up red baiting when you link somebody who believes in a, uh, a safety net. Safety net programs, which are the bread and butter yeah, that's of where the he, Democratic that's, Party. That's where he is on that stuff. So, I mean, he's 70 something. He's 70. I'm 70 something. You're 70 he's something. A, I ever heard yeah, you he's say 70, nonsense. 70, yeah, right. No, but he's. And he, you're not on w, uh, yeah, MSNBC. Yeah, no. You're not on the most liberal station in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they is, called, I would be. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't get on there and go and equate socialism, <laughs> no. safety net socialism, no. Medicare and social no, but, security. Okay, with but this, this is the reality that I'm talking about when. When you birdie bros go, oh, this can happen. This happen. Chris is a Chris is a, a, a borderline liberal. He's not a real liberal, but he's borderline. And if he's talking that way, think about what the uh, moderate and right wing Americans are doing. I mean, it, it's, got, it's, it, it, you got to stand it, up it, to it may, people like Chris it may Matthews. Happen. It may happen, but it's not going to happen by November. This is a long process. The millennials are right now at the point where there are more of them than there are of us baby boomers. But they don't vote at the same um, percentage. I just feel that Democrats 
have to stand up to that worldview that Billy was talking but about. But not at the expense of having four more years of Trump. Because no. we can have Hitler. We'll have Hitler land in four years I, if he gets back. The reality is that everything that Chris Matthews was saying regards to Bernie Sanders will be used by Donald Trump right. against whoever the Democratic exactly. nominee is. And if Democrats right now don't have the guts or the intelligence or the backbone to stand up to rhetoric that's being expressed on their own outlets that denigrate their party and their values and the things they're supposed to believe in, then of course they're going to lose because they're conceding Billy Branch. It's like you're playing a game of basketball and you're letting the other side have a basket. Chris, you know, defend you, it. You're making Chris the, the, the face of MSNBC and he's not. He's the most conservative of the of all the anchors there. Well, he had a lot of because uh, I watched them morning, noon, and night. He had a lot of space to speak his mind, and nobody stood up to him in that clip. They were very weak, and uh, nobody stood up and, and called him out for the the express the the views that he was expressing, and and they allowed yeah, him they to did. They, actually, Yeah, they did. In, in in that clip, they did. They they said he that, that Bernie had not ex, ex, expressed the the. Uh, more communist. First of all, Chris was making. They didn't point they out how out. absurd it is to say that uh, Castro they they, they, would have lined up people in Central Park and executed them. No, nothing like that has ever remotely even happened in this country. Right, right. No, where where he, communists okay. killed people but, but who he, believed. He was corrected in that thing. Now, he didn't correct them as you would correct them. It was mildly as corrected, and them. then they went off to yeah, a break. Because he, yeah, because it's, it, it's, it was. He's a major anchor. A major okay. power, and um, you just, if, if you want to get airtime there, you're not going to be on MSNBC arguing with Chris Matthews. You just proved my point right no, there. No, you no, just no, proved no, my no, point no, right no, there. No, 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 You just proved no, my that's, point there. No, that, that's how it works in the real world. You that's will not find about. absolutely anybody going on Fox TV to denounce Donald Trump and link Donald Trump to like fascism. There's the some way of the news people have. Never. Yes. I, show me a yeah. clip where someone yeah. went on Fox TV uh, and linked they've Donald challenged, Trump they've, to they've, fascism. They've challenged, they've challenged no, he, but yeah, right, no. But well, Chris Matthews linked them. Bernie Sanders to communism. Chris Matthews uh, suggested that if Bernie Sanders had his way, Castro, communist, would have lined up people like yeah, him no, and he, shot no, them no, in no, Central no, Park. No, 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 that's not what it, you're listening to that tape. You mean I listened to what he said? No, no, no. He did not say. He 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 was talking about how s if socialists took over, that's what would have happened. He didn't say if Bernie. He didn't link this directly. He to said Bernie if Castro America. had his way, yeah. They and I need well, to know Bernie what Bernie. Not, yeah, and then he said, I need to know what Bernie's position was on Castro. As though Bernie somehow in his past had advocated well, for a communist takeover of the United States and executing people like Chris Matthews in Central Park. It's a completely preposterous notion that is uh, sort of taking advantage of this general Trumpian worldview that they're trying to put out on us that democratic socialism, the kind that Billy Branch advocates, that I advocate, Peter Jenko advocates, Dr. D advocate, mm -hmm. and you advocate <laughs> is somehow other linked to communism. And but, that's on but the that's most what liberal they station. do, and that's what they're going to do. Remember four years ago. All right, fair enough. Yeah, we'll right, exactly. I, I at that time I said I liked Bernie's ideas, but Bernie would not be a good candidate because every commercial political ad that ran would start off with a, a hammer and sickle <laughs> in it. And then they talk about whatever they want to talk well, about. Well, the hammer and sickles being presented on MSNBC as though it were real. All right. We're going to have to uh, take a break. We're going to have to bring our next guest on, Billy Branch, one more time. Give a shout out. Tell people where they can see you this weekend. This weekend, Kingston Mines, 2548 North Halsted, Billy Branch and the Sons of Blues. Come there and stay late. And Prepare they, they to have a, a great hangover show. on the next <laughs> morning. Yeah. <laughs> I have very good. And Monroe, where can people see you this weekend? Uh, they can see me, uh, follow me on Facebook, day uh, in and day out, every day. Monroe Anderson, Facebook. I, I have 1,000 
uh, 58 followers. I want more. All right. And Look for the man with the stingy brim hat. Yeah. And uh, you can uh, hear Monroe Anderson next week. Even though we disagree, he'll be right back here on this show <laughs> Wednesday. We'll be arguing over Bernie. You'll be straightened out sooner. No, or later. I won't. <laughs> lame excuse of a defense. I'll, I'll, See, uh, that's because we you're able to do that because we live in a democratic, socialistic society. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to close out the segment with that. Billy Branch, you're welcome back anytime. We'll be right back. Rom, Vice President Joe Biden made one of his final moves before the debate starts to show a video of him basically bear-hugging President Obama. Smart move. Why is he I doing that? I think he also got a hug back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Hard years for Patty and for me. I spent my first 32 months in prison nearly three years behind what the inmates call the razor wire, the barbed wire fence. You can't go near that fence. If you do, there are prison guards there armed with machine guns who have the discretion to shoot you. I didn't go near that fence. <laughs> the buildings behind that fence where the inmates live and sleep are squalid places. They're cold and dark like tombs. There were about 900 inmates there, drug dealers, Cartel members, gangbangers, bank robbers. There were men there who committed murder, con artists, a lot of sex offenders. About 2% of the population were in the so-called white-collar category. For most of my time there, my home was a six-foot by 12-foot, a six-foot by eight-foot prison cell with four cement walls, a big, heavy iron door that can shut you in, a small window with bars on it, and a bunk bed. I slept on the top bunk. At Chicagoland Cremation Options, we are committed to listening, educating, and guiding your family through the cremation process. Whether it is time of death or when planning your wishes for the future, Chicagoland Cremation Options can accommodate you at an affordable price and with great dignity. Avoid funeral home costs with direct access to a crematory for a cremation. Chicagoland Cremation Options, just south of O'Hare, five minutes west of Chicago. It's a family-owned business and operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Visit it at ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time, ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. Commercial break over. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, yes, indeed. We are live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Monroe Anderson has left the, the studio. And it's the closest we'll ever have to Elvis on the program. Billy Branch Billy has Branch. left the building. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. You got an update for us, young man? Absolutely, I do. Busy, busy day here in Illinois on the Ben Jarofsky Show. Mm -hmm. uh, we covered the Rob Lagojevich press conference that happened earlier today featuring uh, razor cut and blood. It was very awkward. But uh, we also got to talk about J.B. Pritzker's 2020 budget address. We have some information on uh, what went down at the city council meeting today as well. We'll try to get that before we roll out of here. But more from J.B. Pritzker. And for the record, I'm not a perfect person. That wasn't from the budget address, guys. That was oh, a clip we play all the time. These lines on a budget spreadsheet, well, they give peace to sleepless nights worrying about medical bills. They are delivery on a deferred dream. They stand between poverty and prosperity. A road that is properly repaired and maintained is a car accident that never happens. A strong education system is the slingshot to success, allowing a child to thrive. Fully funding public safety means a life saved, a crime solved, and a justice system that is more equitable and fair. Can't argue with anything he said there. And it's uh, ironic. Again, uh, Peter Jenko uh, and Lynn Gray are guests in the studio. Uh, it is ironic that uh, Pritzker would be giving his budget address on the very day that Rod Blagojevich is grabbing all the attention uh, in the news. Here's the front page of the Chicago Sun-Times, if you haven't seen it already. Of course, his sentence commuted uh, by 
President Trump. He was released. He had press conference this morning, which was a, essentially a press conference on behalf of Donald Trump, extolling Donald Trump's virtues. And it's clear that uh, some kind of deal has been cut uh, where Rob Ogoyevich will now go on the road and be a, a spokesperson uh, for Donald Trump, trying to convince Democratic voters that Donald Trump is a big uh, fan and a proponent of criminal justice uh, reforms. Uh, and it's just interesting that here is uh, J.B. Pritzker struggling with the legacy of so many governors that we've had in the state of Illinois who've not properly paid attention to the budget, have kicked the can down the road, as they say, on all kinds of issues uh, like pensions, obligations, and that for and such and such. Uh, Rob Bogoyevich is very guilty of that as well. Um, all, all our governors, pretty much, are Democratic governors, Republican and alike. And here's J.B. Pritzker like trying to do the, the hard job of running the state and here's Rod Bogoyevich, Peter Jenko just free and easy full assortment array of press uh, reporters out in helicopters flying in the air singing uh, the praise of Donald Trump yeah no I mean this 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 is like unbelievable you know because <laughs> nobody's asked me yet how I feel about all this I know they asked all the other big shots and stuff but for the most part you know Rob Blagojevich got what he deserved. Um, but there's another component that other people are seeing is the term of the sentence. And in that respect, I have to kind of agree that it was excessive. And um, I think that's to show, you know, other people that, you know, don't buck the, the powerful people. So, you know, the long term was definitely the way I see it as an example like, you know, if you go against us, you know, we're going to come down extra hard on you. Um, but like I said, um, he deserved to go to jail, and there's a lot of other people in Illinois that deserve to go to jail. All right, he deserved to go. But I'm with you. The basic point I said is many times uh, 14 years was excessive. All right, uh, uh, Peter and Lynn, uh, you're from McHenry County. Come to the show. We always tease, well, it's the boondocks speaking up, uh, by the way. And uh, I brought the milk carton out on your behalf. You were the ones who made this milk carton missing in action, Ben Jarofsky. People always ask about the milk carton. It happened yesterday. <laughs> Just yesterday, yeah. yeah. A chef was like, dude, what the hell you got buttermilk up there for? <laughs> Uh, very funny stuff. When uh, I was relieved of my duties at that old radio station, I can't remember the name of it. I was off the air for a while. WCPT A20. Oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Peter Janko thought he was funny. He put a missing on a milk carton, Ben Jarofsky. Oh, uh, we so. did a whole video. Yeah, we did a whole you. video that you can find on YouTube. Just yeah. uh, just go into YouTube and type in Where's Ben? Where's Ben? <laughs> and the funny, I. I just noticed here on the back it says uh, my height and my weight. You have me as seven foot five and one hundred and thirty five pounds. <laughs> I haven't been one hundred thirty five pounds since like sixth grade, and uh, I have never been seven foot five. What a string bean I'd be. Uh, that was part of the joke. All right, uh, you both are Bernie supporters, correct? That's from McHenry County. Yeah. Uh, and I've always in the past when you've been on the show, we've talked about how popular Bernie is. Uh, in your community and among Democrats. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Bernie defeat Hillary Clinton uh, in your neck of the woods back in 2016? Am I correct about that? Overwhelmingly. In McHenry County, yeah. In, overwhelmingly. Correct. So uh, to uh, pick up on the uh, discussion slash argument I was having with my dear friend Monroe Anderson about uh, the, the future of the Democratic Party, the attitude of so many people, the tr traditional attitude of so many uh, Democrats is... Uh, mainstream Dems, uh, Lynn, is that Bernie would be the kiss of death for the Democratic Party, uh, that it would be overwhelming defeat from top to bottom if he were the nominee. And so Democrats would do absolutely everything they can to keep him from getting the nomination. Does that square with how you see the world up in McHenry County? Um, well, we definitely have the um, conservative Democrat group that is anti-Bernie and would love to see anybody blue other than Bernie. Um, but I think that the majority of McHenry County um, still feels the same way that we did in 2016. And when the primary comes, Bernie's going to take McHenry County again. Yeah, I mean, right now what we're seeing is Bloomberg trying to buy the election. So um, there's a lot of Bloomberg people showed up. They're out there recruiting, and a lot of the Dems out of McHenry County are jumping on the Bloomberg boat. Um, but the Bernie people, we've been out there for probably close to a year already. I mean, we did Bernie at all the different fairs, you know, the uh, Boone County Fair, McHenry County Fair, 
And um, so, I mean, our ground game's been going much longer, so I don't think Bloomberg's going to get much traction. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, first of all, just give people a sense of where McHenry County is on the map, <clears throat> not just for people from Chicago, but for who are listening from out of town, and tell folks a little bit about the, the, the makeup of McHenry County. Okay, McHenry County is a predominantly red county, uh, with the exception of uh, some of the um, the city areas like Woodstock and, and that. But uh, McHenry County is also geographically, in terms of area, is uh, largely rural. So um, it's very difficult to reach people in the rural areas. But uh, again, that's why I don't see Bloomberg getting much traction. Because the Bernie people, we've been working those rural areas constantly since 2016. We've never disappeared. So on the map, just tell people on the map where McHenry County okay, is. Okay, McHenry County is one of the Chicago's six counties. It's northwest, so if you take the uh, Kennedy over to the northwest tollway and kind of jump off at uh, Hampshire exit and go north, that's all McHenry County. So, uh, you know, we're just immediately west of uh, Lake County and uh, we're just north of Kane County. And on the Wisconsin border. And on the Wisconsin border. Right. Uh, and uh, so traditionally, again, this is red country in terms of the blue versus red map. It's Trump did very well uh, in your neck of the woods in 2016, correct? That's correct. He won, what, 60% of the vote? Well, I don't remember how, you know, what the totals were about Trump. I know Bernie was... Uh, 61 to 38, I think, if I remember correctly. All right. And so uh, I know you want to get into some of the local issues that you're dealing with, but just in terms of issues that can bring uh, McHenry County voters to Bernie, what are those issues? Medicare for all. Um, a lot of people uh, really are looking forward to having that burden taken off their shoulders and um, to stop overpaying for um, health care that they may or may not even be getting. Um, the other thing is that um, I know a lot of women are very concerned about the Roe versus Wade, and Bernie is all about a woman's right to choose. So I think that the women um, would back Bernie, and we do, um, <clears throat> in quite a bit of uh, a, a large numbers. Yeah, one of the big problems that um, it's like nonpartisan is the young people of McKinney County are struggling. They're struggling with student debt. A lot of them can't like afford to move out of the house. So it's a big drag on the economy. And uh, there's actually people leaving McHenry County for the first time. It was supposedly one of the most affluent counties in the country, and that's beginning to change, you know, as uh, families really struggle up in McHenry County. So. I see Bernie's message resonating. Um, the health care is a big issue. The fact that young people can't afford to move out on their own, start families and everything, it's, it's, it's a disaster, you know, waiting to happen. So I think Bernie's message, it will resonate. Uh, and what about the uh, the point that Monroe was making that so many people equate Bernie's mess of democratic socialism with communism or totalitarianism? Will that work against Bernie up in uh, McHenry County? I don't think so, because um, Bernie's been talking the same same language for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And anybody who follows him, who does the research, is going to see that. Um, and nowhere does Bernie ever act like a communist, okay? So democratic socialism is completely different from communism. Um, Bernie's not looking to come in and take all the businesses and then appoint uh, whoever is going to work on those assembly lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is, um, let's see, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but the other thing about, uh, about Bernie is, um, you know, the socialism, communism thing is um, we found this at the county fairs. Um, they always hit you with, how are we going to pay for this, right? So the Koch brothers went out, the Heritage Foundation um, tried to, you know, proved that Medicare for all would never work, but they found out that Medicare for all would actually save money. You know, Heritage Foundation said, oh, you know, Bernie, we're gonna spend 
$32 trillion over 10 years. And uh, Koch Foundation said, well, we're spending $49 trillion now. So, so it's kind of funny, but they never ask. You know, conservatives never ask how are you going to pay for it when we talk about, like, the F-35, you know, that's, that's you know, never really been used for anything. I mean, if we went back and got all that money back, okay, we could cancel all the student debt, okay, we can cancel, you know, all these medical bills. We could say, anybody that's got medical bills, we'll just pay it off and all this stuff. We could do, build schools, we could do so much stuff. All that money is squandered, you know, the, uh, the Middle East wars, okay, that's like, what, $7 trillion now, or, if that, or that was last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this, but nobody ever says, how are we going to pay for that when we talk about, you know, defense spending and, and everything else? And I tell people, you know, Bernie's the most fiscally responsible person on there because everything that he proposes benefits Americans, American families. And, and that's the part that everybody's missing. And that's the parts that we've been using at the county fairs. And then we talk about, oh, about the insurance companies, right? And, you know, you run into a Christian, okay? And, and you know, they're against it. You know, they're all Trumpers. And, and I go, aren't you a good Christian? And they say, yeah. And I said, don't you think there's something immoral about an industry that profits off of gambling on the lives of people? And all of a sudden, they're like a deer in the headlights. So our problem is we do not know how to message back. You know, conservatives had 30 years of being programmed, and where we get confounded all time is most of the people that support this, when they're challenged, they don't know how to come back. And we have to teach our, our Democrats how to respond to all these accusations of socialism, communism, and all that stuff, because it's nonsense. Uh, Peter, you're the Democratic <clears throat> committeeman from McHenry County, and uh, what's, have, first of all, has the Bloomberg campaign reached out to you? They've been reaching out to politicians throughout the state of Illinois uh, since Bloomberg announced. Have, have they found their way to you yet? Uh, no, but I've been to several party meetings up in McHenry, down in Kane County and stuff, and uh, the Bloomberg people have shown up, and we know a couple of them in McHenry County that have been recruited. So um, he, he's definitely out to buy the election, but free I don't think it's going to work. train. <laughs> Say that again? The free cash train. The free cash train. Uh, is, is he having an appeal out in McHenry County? Does he have uh, people who are turning to him for all uh, the, the reasons that, like, uh, they think he's more electable i'm i'm not seeing it you know but um i mean he just announced jumping into the race what two three weeks ago officially so um there's a little more than that but yeah he was he's a relatively recent uh, as i keep saying tonight the debate he will be his first uh uh, appearance on the debate stage they changed the rules the, your, uh, our, our, the Democratic Party changed the rules to allow him an appearance on the on the uh, on the stage they took away the requirement there was a uh, fundraising requirement that they took away he's self-funding his campaign so he's he doesn't have to appeal to a, a great base of people, fundraisers as the other candidates do it's interesting I was just I read this story Elizabeth Warren who's doesn't get a lot of uh, talk these days uh, Peter, I think the last time on the show we were talking about whether you were going to support Elizabeth Warren or you were tempted to support her. I know you're a burning person. But anyway, Elizabeth Warren was saying, uh, I'm I'm still in the race. And it's to prove it, she was talking about how she was going to double down harder to raise money. And I was just like, wow, what a, what an advantage that Michael Bloomberg had. Michael Bloomberg doesn't have to spend any time ever raising money. Michael Bloomberg just writes the check. Elizabeth yeah. Warren is on the phone uh, trying to get people to raise money to, so she can compete with just a fraction, you know, to raise the money for just a fraction of what Michael Bloomberg has. Uh, unbelievable advantage he has. And that is, I, th- I do think, um, causing a lot of Democrats to move to him. They're just being, as they would say, pragmatic, Peter Jenko. You understand? They just, well, uh, the man's got the money, can finance the campaign. I'm going to go with him. Well, you say pragmatic, I say bought. So, Two different ways of looking at the same thing. Peter Jenko uh, in the studio, Lynn Gray in the studio. We're going to take a break, come back and talk local issues in McHenry County. Can America well, let, 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 let me say folks. something. No, let me just finish. You criticize my law firm. You just took a donation from one of my partners two days ago. Everybody's going to get a chance to talk.
Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Mr. Jarofsky, take us home. Peter Jenko, Lynn Gray in the studio from McHenry County. Democrats from McHenry County, they're running for office up there. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Before we do, do you got an update? Absolutely, I do. Uh, right now, post it at thechicagoreader.com or just chicagoreader.com. It's the latest column from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Ben, Tell us a little bit about uh, it. the wit and wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. That column, yeah. uh, I had a lot of fun with that column, and I already got a shout out from a gentleman here in the Sun Times building. Uh, he really bandana Bob, bandana Bob <laughs> enjoyed it. Had a little fun with that one, and I was, uh, I was just pointing out, uh, you know, a lot about Michael Bloomberg's past is emerging as he, uh, as the campaign unfolds. Uh, investigative reporter from the Washington Post did a deep dive on some of the. Um, more upsetting things that uh, Michael Bloomberg has said about women uh, down through the years. And uh, it there's some parallels, I hate to say it, to the attitude that uh, Donald Trump has expressed uh, down through the years. So I was just talking, you know, centrist view, Michael Bloomberg as the answer for the Democrats as they face Trump. I just want people to realize well, what are you signing on to? And maybe you should get Michael Bloomberg to address uh, his past in a realistic way before you just give him a blank check, uh, so to speak, and just rally behind him because he's got lots of checks he can write. Uh, so I had a little fun. The wit and wisdom of Michael Bloomberg is an allusion to a booklet uh, that some of Michael Bloomberg's friends gave to him. It was a birthday present back in 1990, D. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I know, a long time ago, his 48th birthday. Uh, and it includes all these quotes that really obnoxious quotes, to put it mildly, uh, that Donald, uh, that excuse me, Michael Bloomberg made. So that's uh, Michael Bloomberg is on my mind. So there you go. Before you uh, decide you're going to vote Bloom no matter whom, <laughs> read the Chicago Reader article from Ben Jarofsky. Get a little knowledge. And after you're done with that, uh, reading the column, guys, check out our new weekly special. It's something that we call Beyond the Column, where we take an even deeper dive into the column from Ben Jarofsky in the Chicago Reader. And uh, we talk all about uh, the wit and wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. We talk about that one as well. And we also take a dive into Ben Jarofsky column past. Uh, be on the lookout for it tonight. I got to edit it. I'm going to edit it tonight and I'm going to throw it up there. We go all the way back to 1995 in a column that Ben wrote back in 1995 for the Chicago Reader. It's a good time. It's called Beyond the Column. Uh, Find it at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. And be sure to read that column from Benny J. That's correct. Uh, Dennis has a lot of fun with this. He comes over to my house. We do this recording from my house uh, my, and uh, looking out over the alley and uh, over the railroad tracks and the trains are coming by. You live by. literally right next to the brown line. <laughs> so we'll be doing the show and all of a sudden you're... And, and, it's kind of cool. It gets yeah, like a city vibe. It is fun. We have a little fun with the trains. But uh, and so Dennis plucks a column from the past, Lynn and Peter. That I he doesn't tell me which column is going to take. I've been writing uh, columns for the reader since 1984. So there's a lot of columns he could choose from. And so he'll just generally he tries to get a column from that like that day or this time and year. And it's from February 23rd, 1995. And uh, so then he unveils it to me. Do you remember this column? And like, do you remember something you did in 1995? And you know, sometimes like this particular column I remembered and there's a, a Blago connection. We've been talking Blago all day because the column is about an automatic race, <laughs> the 35th Ward, where Richard Mel, Blago's uh, father-in-law and his patron saint in politics, there would be no Blago without Richard Mel politically speaking. Uh, it was Richard Mell who gave Blago the support uh, politically and financially he needed at a very early age that pushed him to the head of the line on the Northwest side. Blago's ambitions and talents took over from there, led him to the state house. But there would be no uh, Blago without Richard Mell. So this article talks a little bit about, this column talks a little about Richard Mell's impact on the automatic race. And real quick, I said we'd give an update on what went down in the city council meeting today. I have one update here. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and the one and only Fran the Woe, Mance Bielman. Drivers who park, stand, or otherwise encroach on bus and bike lanes would have a greater chance of getting caught under a mayoral crackdown proposed today to ease downtown congestion, speed bus travel, and reverse uh, a decline 
in bus ridership. Mayor Lori Lightfoot introduced an ordinance that would allow parking enforcement aides to take a picture of the encroachment <laughs> and mail the violation with fines ranging from 60 to $150. I'd be broke with either one of those to the address of the license plate holder. Uh, we'll have Dave Glowatz, uh, Mr. Bike, coming on the show on uh, Friday to talk. He was at the meeting today. He's gathering uh, all sorts of uh, uh, t- tape of it, a recording of it, with the the orations that the alderman makes. So, And he's a, bit, a big bike advocate, so it'll be great to hear what he has to say about this. And that'll be on Friday's show. Uh, Mr. Bike will be here. All right, we have uh, Lynn Gray and Peter Jenko in the studio. Lynn, uh, I neglected to mention that you're a candidate for office. Tell folks where you're running and uh, what are the issues? Um, Well, I'm a candidate for McHenry County Board, District 5, and District 5 is um, the second largest district um, when you come to uh, square acres. Um, The more populated areas are smaller, um, but I'm running because there aren't enough people making decisions with backbones, and um, too many people yield to the status quo, and uh, decisions get made that do not benefit the citizens, but they benefit the 1% and the very few. Um, and that is, uh, you know, what's been happening on a national level has been happening on a microcosm level in every county across the country. And um, so I had no intention upon running for county board, but I did run for recorder of deeds in 2016, and um, I lost that race. And it was very unfortunate that I lost that race because the man that I lost to then went and ran for the county clerk position, and he um, won that race as well. So now we only have one person doing the two full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, we have had some some severe um, uh, election issues uh-huh. to the point where uh, I believe the State Board of Elections is going to be involved in this next one, um, from what I've heard. So um, when Peter Janko and I uh, met, I was volunteering for the Democratic County Clerk mm-hmm. uh, candidate. His name was Ju- Drew Georgie, and um, I was his campaign coordinator. Um, when the 2018 cycle ended, um, it took me about two days to recuperate, and then I was wondering what should we be doing next, and that's when uh, Peter and I started working on getting funding for the passenger rail, uh, passenger rail service from uh, Rockford to Chicago. Um, and that kind of accumulated with uh, a line item on the, the budget for $275 million to fund that project. Two hundred and seventy-five million. Did I hear you correctly? Yes. Uh, not uh, not uh, which budget? The state budget. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, well, not the McHenry County, but two hundred seventy-five million. <laughs> no, uh, this is Rockford to Chicago. Yes. No, so it's going to go um, Winnebago, Boone, McHenry, Kane, and then into Cook. There'll be a stop in each county. All right, that's good news. Uh, yeah, Peter Jenko's a big advocate of uh, transit uh, travel. Has been on the show many times talking about that. Uh, Peter, what race are you running for? What are the issues here? I'm running for uh, state representative up in the 63rd. Um, <clears throat> one of the reasons I got involved with the Amtrak is because we have an aging population. And um, I'm going to steal something from uh, Marie Newman here. Um, but we have an infrastructure desert in much of McHenry County, the southwestern part of it. Um, we have a lot of older people who... Uh, can't get around. They need more public transportation. It's totally, you know, inadequate. Um, we have the uh, McHenry County or uh, the McHenry uh, Township Board decided to eliminate the um, the senior and handicapped bus service. So instead of getting better in its worth, and instead of you know um, going back to the Lori Lightfoot with the the transit problem in Chicago. Um, the other thing is public transportation is not affordable. 
Um, I've seen it up in McHenry County. Every time they do a fare increase, we lose riders. So mm -hmm. you can't win that way. And if CTA is losing money, if Metro is losing money, it's because their fares are unrealistic, you know. And we as a society actually need to fund our public transportation better because that's how, you know, we reduce congestion, we reduce wear and tear on the roads, you know. So, I mean, either way, we're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other issue that I recently latched onto is, well, I've always been an advocate for property tax reform, so we need to change our school funding formula. And there's a lot of other people working, but um, my own cause is uh, up in our district, um, our current incumbent is Republican State Rep Steve Reich. And he came out um, recently with what he calls AJ's Law, which is HB 4886. And uh, essentially what it is is he wants McHenry County to create its own DCFS clone, which I think is a nonsensical idea because um, <clears throat> for several reasons, okay? One is, McHenry County only makes up 2.5% of Illinois' population, okay? And that 2.5% represents 307,000 citizens, of which 77,000 are children under 18, okay? Now, Reich's vision talks about 12 to 15 caseworkers, okay? One of the biggest problems that DCFS has is, you know, I mean, JB, I. I see two numbers, either 200 were hired or 300 were hired, I don't know. But that's in addition to the people we have. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough, okay? So now, if you take Steve Reich's plan, you know, 12 to 15 caseworkers, okay, and divide that into number of children, if there's 12 caseworkers, that's one per 6,400 children mm -hmm. in McHenry County. How the hell? Can anybody think that that's a good idea and that it's going to work? Um, so what we need to do is we need to fix DCFS, and there's a lot of structural problems with that. And um, if I get elected, um, I'm going to do what I can, um, you know, as well as the property taxing, as well as public transportation. But, yeah, we, we need more people to advocate for kids. And uh, just to wrap this up real quick is we had our county board meeting last night. And two people commented on this, and nobody in McHenry County supports this. Um, and part of it is people are tired in McHenry County of being guinea pigs because there are several McHenry County-only bills or laws that have been passed. Um, Jack Franks is behind that, and uh, that's got people very riled up because... For no other reason, you know, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent, nobody likes to be the test case or the guinea pig for potential failed problems. Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's one of my big issues, too, about these um, McHenry County-only bills that are coming out is why are we being targeted and why are we being used mm -hmm. as the proverbial sacrifice? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's not a, a very winning uh, tactic. Peter mentioned Jack Franks, and we're at the end of time here. That's a whole other show. Uh, Jack Franks, longtime political powerhouse in, uh, in this neck of the woods, a, a state rep for many years, uh, then the ally of Michael Joseph Madigan. And as people, some of our longtime listeners know, Peter Jenko ran against the Jack Franks machine, if you will, uh, for a committee meeting and was victorious and then had his meeting with Madigan, uh, one of the great moments of the last couple of years, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> Madigan, showing how every vote is precious to Michael Joseph Madigan, met with Peter Jenko, even though uh, you were an opponent of Jack Franks. Yes. And uh, so uh, anyway. And like you said, that's a whole nother story. But um, just to fill people in, because I forgot to mention what the AJ uh, law is all about, mm -hmm. um, there's a five-year-old a child that was murdered by his parents. And um, there's plenty of stories all over, so just uh, Google A.J. Freund, and uh, you can see the stories. It's a pretty sordid story. And um, it's something that we need to make sure doesn't happen again. 
and the way it's not going to happen again is, you know, we have to put the hammer down on DCFS. Um, we've had a couple people fired from the Woodstock office as a result of mishandling it. But, um, but one of them is still sitting on the county board. So uh, there's a lot more people at DCFS that need firing. And Yeah, that's the A.J. Freud story. The murder story happened last year. It was a very horrific story in the state of Illinois. And, uh, uh, yeah, the reverberations are still being felt. Um, Governor Pritzker was talking about it in his budget address uh, today. Yeah, his yeah. body was buried right in within Woodstock city limits. It was in my district. And uh, I know the exact intersection that was described in, in the newspaper articles and have driven by it thousands of times over my life. Uh, you think about a five-year-old boy being killed in a horatious way and then taken and left in a shallow grave. It, it's, it doesn't leave pretty images. Uh, that's Lynn Gray, Peter Jenko as well in the studio. Thank you very much for stopping by. I also want to thank uh, Billy Branch and Monroe Anderson earlier in the show. Uh, it's been a busy show. Uh, we've had a lot of issues we've discussed, national, uh, state, and local, D. We've covered it all. Uh, Peter Jenko. <laughs> hey, Peter Jenko. Uh, yes. Uh, vote for Pete. And by the way. Very appreciative of Peter. By the way, I had. Pete Not that Illinois. Indiana Pete. Uh, this Pete. Yeah, right. I had it first. I had it two years yeah. ago. Pete for Illinois. <laughs> yep. Peter Jenko was the guy who uh, brokered, if you will, my, my one and only interview with Michael Joseph Madigan. I will always appreciate Peter Jenko for that. Uh, I've been covering politics this town since the 80s, oh, and it we, took Jenko to get gotta get you done. Bernie next. Yeah, get me Bernie next. Whoa, that would be some. <laughs> Don't tease us. All right, uh, we have someone on the live stream chat that actually wanted to talk to you guys here. It says here, is there a website to read about uh, your guys' issues further, uh, the McHenry is uh, issues? Any websites you can refer people to? Um, <clears throat> right now, yeah, I, I mean, go to PeteForIllinois.com. It's not on there now because this AJ thing just uh, kind of popped up recently. And we're having a hard time keeping up, but um, I'm very easy to find. Um, just type in to Google Pete, just P-E-T-E, -E, the number four, Illinois, and... Um, dot com. Dot com. Well, you don't even have to do that. I mean... It'll just pop up, yeah. It'll, it'll just pop up. So my Facebook page is there. My web page is there. Uh, Facebook is more current. So uh, that's where you can find Pete for Illinois.com. And, and you'll see this picture of Pete with his, uh, you bet your ass i'm a democrat and it shows the donkey uh oh, he's got a million times. <laughs> Peter good times. with the milk carton and those t-shirts yeah we use the same donkey that's the, the we call it the bucking donkey the bucking now, now donkey. that's the that's the kick-ass donkey oh the kick-ass donkey and, and i changed that because i had the original donkey that the democratic party and uh right-wing blog started saying oh look it's another lazy ass democrat and i kind of took offense to that mm -hmm. because uh I'm anything but lazy. At least I hope I come across that way. So now I'm a kick-ass Democrat. All right, Peter Jenko, kick-ass Democrat. Uh, Lynn Gray, another kick-ass Democrat. Billy Branch, Monroe Anderson, and of course the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois. And as Peter and Lynn can tell you, back home in Alton, they call him White Lightning. That's you, Dr. Doobie. Give yourself a raise. Take it up, petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. Name's Dennis. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows and Benny J bonus interviews at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Like I said, tonight, be on the lookout for this week's Beyond the Column, where we talk more about Ben's column on Michael Bloomberg. It's going to be at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Downloaders, you know we live stream this program. That's correct. Yes, it is true. Uh, Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time, Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader website, and the Chicago Sun-Times YouTube channel. When you're on that YouTube channel, join the live stream chat if you dare. No, it's a good time. Go check it out, and we'll see everybody tomorrow. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit.